I couldn't I couldn't it got to the point where I couldn't like really text anyone or call anyone <laughs> which is like defeating most of the main objects of a phone and uh, really? <laughs> yeah so so my mum installed this app on my new phone and then apparently then I noticed later on that I was getting like literally notifications from Elon Musk it's like Elon Musk has a new tweet. Oh I was like, why am I getting notifications from Elon Musk? And I realized I had a new Twitter account and it wasn't following anyone. So obviously it was just sending me tweets from that cunt. So. <laughs> I think it's um, very funny that the account you accidentally set up against your will has already lasted longer than several of your genuine sort of yeah. Twitter <laughs> uh, Shall anyway, I start recording now I, that we're yeah, not I, talking I, about I, verboten yeah. material? I, I've just started recording on the Skype recorder anyway. Good, good. Okay, I'll, I've started recording in Audacity <laughs> as well then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been okay. recording on my end, but I mean, there was none of your stuff on it. <laughs> you were good. Yeah, Patreon, list- you, maybe. Patreon yeah. listeners just just get to hear you. You go, oh man, guys, <laughs> not hear That's what some you're serious about. stuff or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm recording on my side as well as doing an extra backup recording on Skype, just because you know you never know. But if you know, you know. Uh, God, all right, sure you've got as much blackmail material as possible. <laughs> yeah, all right, I've got to do one of my legendary intros, so, um, yeah, drum roll, please. Um... Oh, you opposing the be government and opposing the conservatives, I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten up the battle. They want to sideline moderate voices, and only anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any dissent whatsoever. We know with the hard left, but you associate with the hard left. You just said that we were This is all I've fucking got prepared for today, v- vaguely. Um, Sorry, we've got plenty going on to talk about. We'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, welcome to Real Politic, everyone. A um, a movie podcast where every week we pick a different film and talk about it. Sometimes the films will be related to left wing politics, but mainly our focus is on the movies. Nah, no, just kidding. <laughs> welcome to Real Politic. <laughs> A crack podcast where every week we smoke and review crack cocaine. I just realised we, we, we've sort of gone on the exact same uh, trajectory as well. I say we it was before I joined as on cinema, starting out yeah. as a sincere podcast all about the movies, and then eventually just becoming turning into a deranged psychodrama. Yeah. Sometimes we mention movies. Man ranting about niche political hobby horses, albeit slightly <laughs> different ones to the Tim Heidecker character. <laughs> well, come on, we don't do the Mike Gabe's impression that much. Uh, usually it's just a reasonable, nice man. Uh, uh, no, I'm just kidding, of course, this is real politic. This is a bee podcast about bees. We love bees here. We'll be talking about bees today. 
we'll be letting you know as uh, any B news comes in, any updates on the B situation. But we'll be giving you B news and reviews. Um, the My hottest. grandma-in-law does a lot of beekeeping. Really? Just wanted to throw that out there. Tell yeah. me all about that. Let's talk about that for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> Fun little hobby. I get some free honey. That is great. I've been going through honey like um, like a madman recently because I've well I've been living the hashtag bee life for a start, but also um, <laughs> just drinking a lot of like fruit teas and stuff. Anyway, let's let's uh, let's get on with it. Yeah, so we'll let you know of any uh, any developments in the unfolding bee situation coming throughout the night. Um, but before we get into introducing our panel <coughs> for the best British panel show. First off, from the world of music, from one of America's great bands, the Beach Boys. Like on a very serious note, there's been some tragic and heartbreaking news from that seemingly quite blighted by Paul Luck band. Um, yeah, Mike Love, it turns out, has not been diagnosed with dementia. <laughs> In, 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 in that dynamic, Mike Love is the sort of Trump, the cold-hearted psycho, to Brian Wilson's Biden. Yeah, yeah, or, or the, the Tim to his Greg. Yeah. Arguably. Anyway, love, obviously, to Brian Wilson and the Wilson family because, yeah, he has got dementia, unfortunately, and is one of the greats and uh, yeah. a pure and innocent soul. And this is a very pro Brian Wilson podcast. So, on to today's panel. Like the number one artist of the moment, Mr. Kanye Omari West. I have three gang leaders with me at all times, from the Welsh sheep rustling gang, the manic sheep poachers, <laughs> took me a second to remember that one, uh, I, ha- I have uh, the fucking renegade criminal Geraint, just talking about the sheep stuff of course, what, a-, a hey guys or anything? I'm going to sound like a canary, I'm telling you. And then uh, we have uh, from the um, Maya Lansky bootlegging operation over in the United States, we have uh, Yair. Hello, comrade. Reporting live from my tunnel. The tunnel banter. I'm sure that will be a a recurring theme until everyone forgets about that story, which which tends to happen. Never forget. And then finally, from uh, across the pond, so to speak, no, not America, a different faraway land, we have the top Israeli influencer, uh, OnlyFans model, and IDF infantry member, uh, Gun Waifu. I believe that is exactly who you've got. Hello. Have I have I got that right? Have yeah, I, correct. Am I reading the cue cards correctly? Fully correct. I've, uh, I've injected my lips with the blood of Palestinian children just for this, just for this <laughs> podcast appearance. Uh, of course, I jest. It is returning real politic guest Lila, formerly at Leech, not Gun Waifu. Uh, and what is your new at? Now uh, so my new at is Pale Blood Stasi. And I think I had I had this account before, so I think they technically can't get me for ban evasion because it's not a new account. <laughs> so, yeah, fuck them. Fuck so if him. anyone at Twitter HQ is listening, fuck you. It's a loophole. I win. 
Well, it's sort of like a war on free speech these days. You kind of can't say anything. It's it's sort of powered by these people, people like Elon Musk, who um, who just want to shut down um, the debates that uh, we need to have. Yeah, you can't even say that you'll kill all men these days without getting <laughs> without getting banned for glorifying violence on Twitter.com. Friend of the yeah. show, Jules D, got one of his tweets automatically restricted for potential hate speech because it had the word cracker in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's that South African mentality, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, so they've, 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 they've got the algorithm being against anti-whiteness. <laughs> Just incredible. I'm trying to find the actual tweet here because it was so enough. Right. So he replied to some like it a, I don't know. It's a big group conversation about five people in it. He says, "Honestly, I don't really give a shit what insane cracker nonsense the F-150 owners of America get up to." And that <laughs> automatically got violating our rules against hateful conduct. <laughs> what it were they getting up yeah. to? Well, I don't know. Driving but, trucks. No, we'll, yeah, no, we'll, we'll never, never know. We'll because never know. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the woke stars yeah. are clamping down on it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just this, like, what's happening <coughs> to the white farmers in South Africa. There is no more oppressed group than F-150 owners. Yeah, genocide. Genocide. This is why Emerson Menangagwa and followed us the first time. You're playing with fire. <laughs> that was such a his online presence was so scattered at that point. There were like multiple Emerson Menangagwa accounts. Either he unblocked us or one of the accounts was a fake. Maybe he never had a beef with us in yeah, the first place. Probably we've the one always that followed us in the first place. Yeah, we've always been closely aligned with PF Zanu uh, values. So, um, yeah, today, I don't know, I guess I, I figured, I came up with a few jokes for the intro and then I figured, like, we can mostly just talk about the Labour Rochdale stuff for, like, five hours. Yeah, um, sounds good. Yeah. Labour, Scottish, Standard episode. Labour Party friends. Conference is in Glasgow, currently. Scottish Labour. Oh, Scottish, Scottish Labour, yeah. 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 Scottish Labour Party conference. Absolutely no news from that, obviously. Just loads of pictures of Ian Murray looking like a cunt. I mean, to be fair, the main news from it today does seem to be an Asawa saying, basically, vote Scottish Labour in order to defeat Keir Starmer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, he also said that his offer to people who'd supported independence was uh, nothing, we don't care. (laughs) <laughs> what, what, nothing can you we expl- don't care is actually a step in the right direction for Labour. Like that's yeah. kind can, of can what you explain... Corbyn got nobbled for for trying to do. <laughs> can you explain for the Starmer thing, Grant? Like, <laughs> I thought you were what... going to say. Can you explain to me, an Englishman, what Scotland is? <laughs> <laughs> can you explain to me Keir Starmer? Can you explain to me the appeal of this man? I do not understand it. Uh, no, just just why like uh, Sawa was positioning himself as some sort of alternative to Starmer, I guess. Because there's various polls predicting various levels of Labour gains in the next election in Scotland, where at the moment they have two MPs now, don't they? Because they had one yeah. at the last general election, and then they got Michael Shanks in at a by-election. Um, but um, seeking by elections, man. They're, they're, they're predicted to gain some seats next time, and obviously the press are growing about it. And the thing is, there's no actual enthusiasm for Scottish Labour whatsoever. It's purely a function of the Tories becoming more hated, as in the rest of the UK. But in Scotland, it tends to be a lot, there's a lot of seats that are either 
SNP versus Labour or SNP versus the Tories, as you've tended to but have. But there's like... no Tory seats where Labour are the threat to the Tories. Yeah. So all the Tory yeah. seats in Scotland, the people who are in a quite close second place are the SNP. Whereas <laughs> in most of the seats where Labour will do well, it's because Scottish Tories are just going to vote for them because they're unionists. But I think like, some... that's literally it. <laughs> some of those seats you'll see the Tory vote collapsed so badly that it'll just go like 90% to Labour and it'll be the exact mm-hmm. same as before but Labour instead of the Tories um, I'm, but I'm like, conscious no sorry Carol, finish, finish your, your point <laughs> basically after all the bad publicity that the SNP have got you think like, I am conscious though yes yeah, that's good to know Jack that is good to know. You I'm sentient yeah. <laughs> like uh, all, all the the attacks on on the SNP and that with like police tents outside Nicholas Persian's house and all this nonsense. They're polling one percent less on aggregate. Yeah. I think it might be about one point five percent less now than they were in twenty nineteen in the general election. Yeah. So any seats they lose will purely be Tory to Labour movement. Up here, we won't really have whatever the Brexit party have renamed themselves. They're getting like 10, well, we've, we've got south. Alba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> the thing is, Alba have about ten voters, and they're all like main characters on Twitter. Yeah, I think I follow some of them from the old indie ref days. <laughs> oh dear, have they got an MP now or just uh, MSPs? They did briefly, didn't they? Because like yeah, because they were existing had that SMP, fucking... um representatives who defected. Did did that mad Christian, what's her name, Kate Forbes, yeah, you're gonna have to did, she, did she join them? No, no, no she no, should no. do, but she hasn't. She's, she's, oh. a di- she's a different kind of weirdo, I think, than, than Wait, the, who the did? Uncle Alba ones. Alba, Was there Alba... a... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've been watching too much already. on cinema, so, I'm taking all yeah. my hosting cues from Tim Hyde. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, embrace it. I embrace it. Yeah. <laughs> We're just here to talk about the politics, and you keep interjecting with that. So I've got God, these Im- imagine being like the Greg Turkington of politics would be terrifying because you just know like all the ele- all the by election result. In fact, that's just Luke Akers' old blog. It's like yeah, all that Charlie Mansell guy on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. that's an obscure yeah, one. Yeah. That's for the real heads. There's actually but... quite a lot of Greg heads like in politics. Wow. Well, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they they have two MPs at the moment. They've got Ken, Kenny McCaskill and, and Neil, Neil. Hand. Who is yeah. an interesting character? He looks like an egg. Yeah. <laughs> True of so many British politicians. Yeah, but I feel like Neil Hanley really looks like an egg because he's got like a big double chin, and it means that his like head is just like perfectly. I, I need to find a picture of. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I guess eggs like or gammon. Or, or potatoes, because uh, Ian Murray he looks like a potato. Yeah, and he Neil, like Neil Coyle does. Potato. My favorite trying bring... to put together a real tasty breakfast. My favorite Neil <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hanvey thing, thing was when people found out that like all his YouTube likes and stuff were public and he had all sorts of UFO videos and David Icke stuff and all that. <laughs> yeah, he's a real um, weirdo. Is cool. he still alive? Oh no, he's, he's, t- he's taking it down now. It's second only to when <laughs> put up his useful videos that was like one hour long rant about feminism and one that was like tips for home cooking yeah just looking at this user now yeah with a notable head yeah no, that's a good way to describe Neil Hanley notable head definitely Lila is your Skype display picture Archie Woodrow in prison 
It looks uh, like no, Archie. That's that's <laughs> Chairman Gonzalo, you fake I, communist. I, I thought <laughs> I, 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 I never path. Look, you can't be again, like, you know, if people just spend too much time thinking about <laughs> politics, you know, these people you know, but people like that are just losers. It's just psychos. You know, I'm out there living my life to the full. I don't have time. No, no. Not online at all. I, th- I thought it was like some kind of Photoshop of Archie. No, no, that's the chairman. Archie's a trot, and the chairman is a communist. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. No, I like I like that then, because I, you know, I, I like Archie, but I like to, you know, tease him about trot. <laughs> and stuff like that so that's no that's cool that's i'm happy that i made that mistake and to learn the true origin of, of that picture yeah unfortunately the chairman died in prison in peru for all of his crimes <clears throat> <laughs> uh, what 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 was his... waging an eternal people's war against the government didn't end well for him yeah but they also killed all them babies and like they actually did admit that they did it yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> it so was like got... it wasn't it wasn't a propaganda thing in like when he was he was like no yeah we did do that the villagers were getting uppy <laughs> yeah yeah now like, third like, worldists uh, yeah yeah but huh. uh you know critical support for chairman gonzalo leader of the shining yeah Club. Yeah, so it's a lot uh, of it about ideas. It's a lot of bit about drip, because yeah, I mean, I can't get it. I can't get the picture any bigger. I I think yeah, looking at the grey beard, it probably doesn't look as much like Archie up close. It, d- it doesn't. Like... He doesn't really look like Archie in any way I can <laughs> fathom. But um... <laughs> well, I'd, uh, it looked like someone had ta- had like photoshopped him into like the Mike Gape, seeing Duncan Smith West Streeting in prison photo shoot that has given joy to so many over the years <laughs> no no it's uh without the beard actually chairman gonzalo looks um looks oh, fuck my brain has just fully died uh <laughs> killers of the flower moon director he looks a bit like scorsese yeah he looks a bit like scorsese without the beard <laughs> yeah scorsese he's got some good films like um he hasn't got any shit ones that you could name as a joke, like, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, there is Shutter Island. <laughs> I like Shutter Island. Yeah. That's that. it's just, I think it's famously right. he hates it. He said yeah, that it was he, like a mistake. <laughs> he's wrong. It's yeah. entertaining nonsense. <laughs> I love everyone should check out Boxcar Bertha. I plugged it on the show before with Yaya. Classic. It's, it's yeah. like. It's his second film, and it's just like a job for hire film he did for Roger Corman, and it's basically about this couple who, I don't know, they do like robberies and stuff, I can't remember, they like rob uh, card games or something, and there's a trade union aspect to it, and basically at the end the lead character is crucified by scabs. It's like it's like it combines like the radical left politics of the sixties and the early seventies with like Scorsese's Catholicism in a really satisfying way, and not many people like it, but it's really fun. And I'll probably put that in the Patreon episode because it's quite a low energy bit. <laughs> it's a good film recommendation, though. There really is a similarity between Gonzalo and Scorsese. Do you see what I mean? They have. Yeah. Similar kind of smile and vibe, I feel like. Chairman Gonzalo. Is that it? Yeah, he was the leader of the Chairman Scorsese. In Peru. He died not that long ago. I think it was in like 2022 or something. Must have been pretty recent. Well, you know what they say about about killing babies? um, It's good good for your health. (laughs) 
Fantastic. There's an entire... It wasn't him personally, it was his troops. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, but I'm sure they still, like, brought him back for the Adrenochrome. And uh, yeah, no, okay, yeah, he doesn't look anything like Archie. I, I, now I'm looking up close, especially not as an older man, but yeah, no, even in the picture, but it's your profile picture. That's, it's good to have that on the record, I think. Crazy thing to think. <laughs> I mean, I do, yeah, he's got quite a cool look, though. Um, anyway, yeah, should we talk about the Labour stuff, like the controversy? Gorgeous George. Gorgeous George, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, reckon I, he's gonna win it. I don't know, really. Let's just ignore the two by-elections that just happened because Labour won them, and I don't, I don't really want to like, I don't want to talk or think about that. But we can definitely talk about the Rochdale situation. <laughs> Yeah, that's really it's, funny. It's fun. Like, I think a lot of people, even us to an extent, had forgotten that before Corbyn ran for leadership, before the left were a threat rather than a folk demon, you know, Labour would just tear strips out of each other for fun, for obscure factional purposes, like 24-7 anyway. Like, look how long the entire media was fascinated between, like, the rival Blair and Brown camps and look mm-hmm. at how meaningful the actual distinctions in political views were between right. them. Like, they were real, but they were very narrow. Yeah. And even Brown, as probably the less loathsome of the two of them, his faction was all people like Ed Balls, Ian Austin, these sort of people who were like Total pro- Tom Watson, you yeah. know, proper political Rottweiler-type guys who destroy everyone for a lot of wasn't even thinking of Ian Austin when I said Rottweiler there. Was a, <laughs> mean to draw that association, but it's funny, so we'll leave it in. Yeah, the, the more we dive into the <clears throat> liberal monoculture, the more narrow, tiny differences have to get exactly. played up as actual yeah. significant. Yeah. yeah, so we've seen, obviously, what's happened, basically, for anyone that's not been following it. The entire by-election is, like, one of the most chaotic in modern history. The Greens early on disassociated themselves from their candidate for, I think, rabid pro-Israeli anti-Palestinian views, if I remember rightly. They must be kicking themselves now because it's like one of the sort of perfect storms for if they had a half-decent candidate to, to pick up some votes. So Labour had put forward a Muslim guy who had a long association with stuff like Prevent. Yeah. He was very much like a sort of Labour right, get the vote out type of guy. And yeah, he worked for Blair and Brown. Yes, yes, exactly, yeah, there's, there's a long history of it, and meanwhile, there were obviously some cartoonish candidates, obviously Galloway's turned up as, as he does at any by-election, he feels he can stir stuff up in, and he seems to be doing his usual act, and the, is it, probably Google what the Brexit Party are now called, given I keep referring to them. Uh, Reform. Reform UK, yeah, I thought it was that. Reform UK have decided to stand Simon Danchuk. <laughs> the yeah. disgraced former Labour MP who was disgraced again, in a, we a are number all asking, of ways. How many Dan's can a Dan Chuck Chuck? Mm. Um, you know it's bad because now, <laughs> now now Corbyn's not around, all the press are openly like, yeah, this guy's really bad. Yeah, at the time it was really hard to get like agreement from anyone like outside the hard left that he was not a good guy who'd been accused of domestic abuse and then the current accusation against him which he did get deselected as a Labour candidate for was that he had been sexting a 17 year old was it? Yes who was interested in working for him 
that's it. Yeah. 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 Weird guy, anyway. So, since then, with the already wacky feel of the candidates, Labour, the candidate was recorded saying some comments about October 7th, which I, I yeah. guess are in that grey area. He might have meant, like, intelligence failings by Netanyahu's government, but it yeah, I, he- I just heard the read as Netanyahu knew and let it happen. Yeah. But those remarks came out, and all the usual Labour right heads came out and were like, Oh, you're clumsy comments, but I, I've known this man for a long time, and you know, he, I, I know that he's fighting for everyone and make a great MP and so on. And the best one was Ed Balls, who was like, "I know him. He is not a Corbynite. He is not yeah. a oh, no, but, hard no, left. That, that wasn't about not... him. That wasn't about him." Oh yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, look, fuck, yeah. fuck, 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 so, fuck. Lo- loads of them came out. Loads turn came the out. Iranian national anthem down, guys. <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> loads of them came out. Put and your I, nooses away. <laughs> loads of them came out and either defended him or said, "Look, this is not ideal, but he's our candidate. We can't change it. We'll campaign." Yeah, no. Some of my faves, like this. Mike Katz from the yeah. Jewish Labour Movement, like my heroes, like probably J W the Spa. Uh, <laughs> Heidi back from no nah, very irrelevant person, but no seriously like all mm. the influential people like yes. Louise Elman and yep. Ruth Smith came out to defend him. Two MPs who quit Labour over the issue of anti-Semitism supposedly yep. by by their own uh, telling under Corbyn. They then it didn't go away in the press, so they ditched him. So there's no official Labour candidate in the election. No, yeah, he's running now on an anti-Starmer ticket. He's running on an (laughs) anti-Starmer ticket. There was some talk that Labour locally would campaign for Simon Danchuk as the lesser of two evils, which is both wrong and insane. (laughs) And from the meeting that the comments were made at, people then leaked further comments made by... Graham Jones XMP. I call them all disgraced former MPs. Just this guy was disgraced purely Jones, by being a bell end on Twitter. It's not quite the same I, as Simon Danchuk's disgrace, but he is a big bell end. But can I just throw in a couple more uh, Ashar Ali things? Like, yes, uh, yeah. firstly, his new poster. It's a big smiling picture of him reading uh, him in front of Big Ben, uh, and it says <laughs> sacked by Starmer for speaking on Palestine. It's time to teach Starmer a lesson in Rochdale. Vote Ashar Ali. And I have no... This is totally, like, third-hand information. I'm not sure of the veracity. The person I heard it from seemed sure of its veracity. But apparently on the recording that Guido Fawkes seems to be releasing in daily, minute-long chunks at the moment uh, of the meeting where Ashar Ali and Graham Jones spoke on Palestine in the words of this poster. Apparently, Ashar Ali called Starmer a war criminal. And that was what, according to what I have heard, this may be totally (laughs) bogus. This may be like, again, to reference on cinema, Greg Turkington saying that The Hobbit is going to win Best Picture on their Oscar special. But from what I've heard, yeah, it was this. It was the criticism of Starmer rather than actually anything political that led to his ultimate although i'm sure that was another factor but it would not surprise me if it was just like okay no this guy can't be trusted to stay on message Hmm. and so whether or not you believe that you have to admit would be funny would be very funny so they ditched him and then graham jones a guy who was previously known for loving genocide so much that his nickname was genocide jones within the labor party like 
pre yeah on the labor right yeah pre, <laughs> pre um yeah this was not just something we've made up because we don't like the guy this was an existing thing that we're like yeah no, i actually i got this from like more reputable sources than that that previous thing <laughs> Than we that normally was... talk to. <laughs> yeah, th- this yeah, this one I'm like pl- I was like plugged in for it. That the previous thing, like uh, yeah, again I'm getting that far down the chain. But yeah, no, that is totally a hundred percent true. And again, very funny. And when you're listening to a podcast, you want them to tell you when something's funny, just to r- remind you. But in addition to that, yeah, Graham Jones is just like a legendary mad cunt on Twitter who uh, famously. Did one of probably if I was to like collate my top ten tweets of all time, I guess at number one it would be like Dave Davis talking about the woman with the big tits who had huge tits. <laughs> but uh, probably number two would be um, Graham Jones saying to Owen Jones in uh, late 2016, "Oh, so as long as it's Iran or ISIS killing kids is okay with you, I'll stick to UN, you Iranian hangmen." I loved that this was surreal imagery of the typo yeah. that Owen Jones's multiple noose wielding Iranian He's hangmen. Squadron, yeah. And just just the casual just like Oh right, so Owen Jones says it's okay when ISIS kills kids, does he? It's like, yeah, I'm sure he said that. <laughs> like just the, <laughs> the, the 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 extremity of the allegation was very funny to me and uh Owen Jones still references it a lot as well because <laughs> Again, it was very funny. Uh, it was so, late, later yeah. in that same argument with Owen Jones was when he did the mad list that was like <laughs> listing all the people that agree with him. That was like my mates and friends. Yeah, it's like, like ordinary people like me, yeah. my my mates yeah. and friends, real so. voters, our voters. <laughs> this is classic real politic law. This is like the foundation of our whole thing that we've built. But yeah, Graham Jones was spitting some truth at this meeting. Like the facts were, you know, uh, facts as Tom McDonald and Ben Shapiro would say. Uh, the facts were coming down hard and fast. Facts. Weren't they, Grant? They were. They were. I've not got the quote Well, it included the words "fucking Israel." <laughs> that's how he started <laughs> the, the, the clip that Gino Fawkes posted, and then he basically said that anyone who goes off to fight in the IDF should be like prosecuted the same as people who went off to fight for ISIS. Which, again, like, so so true. Yeah. I think he said that that was the law. When I don't believe it technically is, although no, it's it, not. It but it fucking should, should be. be. Yeah, exactly. The loophole um, is that we don't like as a country recognize Palestine as an independent state. Yeah, that's, that's how any... it's not illegal, basically. Exactly, but then uh, genocide Jones he crossed the line and was in fact not pro genocide enough <laughs> with these comments for Starmer's <laughs> Labour Party. So uh, yeah. out on his fucking ass, like all that goodwill he built, and then I guess now I can mention Ed Balls uh, yeah. in his his yeah. you know fucking daily client journalist brought state media fucking 1984 broadcast for the Starmer deep state fucking coup he's on there like oh, graham jones is my friend i've known him for years uh, he's not an iranian hangman he's uh, not <laughs> hard left he's not a corbinite he's not in isis uh, and he, he's not anti-israel and he's not anti-semitic i love just like the 
well, I don't love it, obviously, it's horrible, but, like, the logic that has been, like, built up mm-hmm. uh, in the last few years through this campaign of consent manufacturing in the British media, which is just, like, the more left-wing and, like, pro-equality and anti the sordid iniquities of the world you are, the more likely you are to be racist, which is just (laughs) very contrary to, like, the understanding of the world that I've had my whole life. But uh, by God, it has been successful. It's clear how many of them have started at some point in the last few years believing their own bullshit that Mm. anti-Semitism is a left-wing thing by definition and can only exist on the left, or it doesn't really matter if it's coming from a different place. Yeah, yeah, and so, yeah, exactly. What ball was saying basically is like well if he was a fucking Corbynista and wanted a greater redistribution of wealth than my wing of the Labour Party and more democracy within the party's internal processes then I would fully believe that he was anti-Semitic for those comments and yeah that's just that's a mad state to be and yeah it fucking pisses me off for that slug balls who's just out there like every day just sowing fucking the most poisonous politics of the Labour right in like the most banal light entertainment format. It's like worse than Piers Morgan, man. Yeah, he is miserable. Yeah. Quite popular though. <laughs> well, there was that poll that we talked about before on the show where it was like Corbyn was the most popular politician in the country and Ed Balls was like pretty close behind <laughs> is it just because he is one of the few people where people know his name because he searched for himself on twitter that one time like i feel like that's probably it <laughs> yeah that's probably, probably a, a what mix of led that and him being on strictly him being on non-politics tv all the time he probably got on strictly and stuff because of he was a yeah. meme already it wasn't for his thrilling personality he displayed in the political sphere you know (laughs) the thing is during the brown government of the dying days of the blair government and stuff like that he was hated disproportionately beyond pretty much anyone else on that labor front bench you know he would have been pretty close to the least popular politician relative to his level of fame i don't think he is a right fucking slug I don't think he's got more popular. I think the rehabilitation attempt has sort of counterbalanced any less popular he would have got. Whereas uh, everyone else has just become like, oh, he's. So you think it's kind of an illusory thing, like the way that Starmer Labour are not getting more popular, the Tories are just getting less popular. Yeah. Yeah. There you mm. go. Yeah. A good parallel. The world's on worse. my part. The world's continued to get worse, so people hate your average current politician more. Yeah. yeah, yeah, makes it makes sense. I I hate I hate them. I mean, there was a poll going around here that a random unnamed Democratic candidate was way more popular than Joe Biden or yeah. any other Democratic frontrunner. Yeah, totally. How's things they, they going? Do sometimes here as well, like they'll drop an unnamed One Nation conservative or an unnamed anti-immigration conservative, and they'll yeah outpoll <laughs> every actual like conservative <laughs> politician. Yeah. Um, Sorry, what, what were you just starting to ask? Eh? I was just oh, going to ask yeah. what's going on with um, in America. I was going to ask you oh. what's happening. Is if Joe Biden still running for the presidency? No, no, I think he dropped out, actually. Uh, him um, and Trump are retiring. He made way uh, for you. They're leaving your it president. to the next generation. <laughs> 
your presidential campaign, which we did like a whole hour of semi-scripted material to promote and then never mentioned again on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll bring up again on election night. Don't worry. Don't I, worry. I need you to get out and do some campaign shots or something. Yeah, that's no, cool. I'll write. I'll uh, I'll write some material and we'll do something when the actual U.S. election is happening. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll get FFF to write it. Well, uh, you got the, the the only new thing going on here that I, I is really uh, like uh, that 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 border bill that the Democrats have been championing is uh, you know wonderful bipartisanship. We get to keep out all the immigrants and at the same time fund genocides overseas. So you know that's compromise, right? That bill is now being rejected by Republicans in Congress because to give that to Biden would be too much of a political victory, even though it's a fucking awful bill full of awful <laughs> awful shit with no redeeming qualities yeah has texas but, not seceded yet i thought last i heard on that that was the plan <laughs> they keep trying right yeah. that's, one of these we, that's what we reported on the show we yeah we, that's the news that we broadcast and i'm not sure i don't know again yeah yeah we'll have to confirm if that has transpired yet but as I understand uh, it, it I would don't think be. There's been any big updates. <laughs> I, I I understood it to be a repeat of the scenario from um, that episode of Designated Survivor, where Kirkman yeah. then arrests the te- the governor of Texas for treason. More music news this time coming in from Israel. This is a good headline. You got a picture above the headline of three beloved international stars yeah this headline is the sign of a healthy popular culture rap song calling for death of dua lipa bella hadid <laughs> and mia khalifa quote tops charts in israel oh so that's oh, why no. they got told they had to rewrite their eurovision lyrics I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah didn't they like sneak in a load of like psyops into the fucking lyrics for their well eurovision? they got told last I, I, this it might have been a mistranslation of the article actually so maybe this is fake news but last i saw no concrete facts <laughs> Last I saw, they had been told that they had to rewrite the lyrics of the song um, for for the selection committee or whatever by the deadline, which I think is like the 12th of March or something. So um, I really want somebody from the Eurovision Song Contest to drop the unredacted original lyrics of whatever Israel's song (laughs) called. Israel's version. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's probably in uh, Hebrew, isn't it, the song? So I'm not going to try and put it on. I'm sure there's translations out. (laughs) Apparently it's like... like a drill kind of song so you know like like the yeah. shit that they're making in like chicago and london that's oh, like great. real real hardcore shit where they talk about like the real murders they're doing and stuff so it's like it's like that but the murders they're doing idf murders <laughs> <laughs> it's not like some gang turf war Oh like, God! Yeah, who knows? Maybe one of these rappers has killed more people than King Von. The 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 quest is on. Yeah. Well, this that's... is a slightly old article I'm looking at. Is the song called Harbu Darbu? That was at the top of the charts in December of last year, and I think it was yeah. some kind of yeah military drill bullshit thing. <laughs> Sims ass name. Uh, I don't know if it was about Dua Lipa though. Oh, oh no, I think that is the one. I think this is the song. Oh, yeah, okay. let me see if I can what? find some lyrics. Harbu Darbu lyrics. 
Oh yeah, okay, here we go, uh, the, this independent thing. This article was in the independent 14 hours ago, so I get this has probably like been the longest reigning number one on the Israeli charts in history. It's just had an unconquered reign. It's like their lad baby. It's like a thriller album or something the his, uh, for uh, the Eagles' greatest hits. <laughs> it's just, there's no taking this shit off the top of the charts. I can't find a translation of it anywhere. I, I got it. It's maybe too offensive. Oh, you've got a it. bunch of fucker rats getting out of the tunnel, acting Uh-oh. like thugs, you oh, idiots, tunnel. I swear there will be no forgiveness. That's the first two lines. Uh, <laughs> who do you think you're coming here to yell Palestine for free at? Patui, you sons of Amalek. Pop bomb squad, left, right, left, how the whole country is in uniform from the Galilee to Eilat. Fighters, Duvdavan and Magnav, Karkal, the loss. We've brought the whole army, and I swear there will be no forgiveness. Batui, you sons of Amalek, all units ready. They they should get they should translate they should do an English version, and they could get Ben Shapiro to do a guest verse on it. Now yeah, that he's officially oh, a rapper. Oh yeah, he's so much fun. <laughs> I, 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 I'll put some copyright free drill music under your uh, recitation of the <laughs> lyrics there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. beautiful and stuff. It, I'm trying to find and, where they talk about killing pop stars. Let's see. <laughs> An Israeli rap duo have reportedly called for the deaths of Dua Lipa, Bella Hadid, and Mia Khalifa in a song which has shot to the top of the charts in Israel. The drill song, which uh, artists Ness and Stiller say they've recorded to be a war anthem, has split the country due to its support for military action in the Gaza Strip following the 7th of October Hamas attacks. Why that split Israel? Everyone there fucking supports it. I'm just saying what the polls are saying. (laughs) Yeah, you're not supposed to say it out loud. (laughs) It has racked... Yeah, I'm a fearless truth teller. It has racked (laughs) up over 18 million views on YouTube since it was released on November last year. Uh, And the the, the name Habu Dabu means raining hell on one's opponent in Hebrew slang. Um, Okay. Apparently they've appropriated that from the Arabic words for mayhem and war strike. Um, well. With a middle finger up, the rappers call for the IDF to attack singer Dua Lipa, supermodel Bella Hadid and former adult content creator Mia Khalifa. The song calls for the IDF to rain a storm and strike a list of individuals, including the women, who have all previously supported the Palestinian cause or called for a ceasefire. Nessia Levy, brackets Ness, 21, one fucking hell getting uh, brainwashed young, one half of the duo celebrates Israeli airstrikes on Gaza saying... Wait, sorry, if he's only... When are you supposed to do your IDF service? Like, did he get written out of doing it because he was a rapper? Like, is that, is that genuinely how, like, fucking lenient they are? Because the way national like... service works in Israel, you don't strictly have to do direct military service. Like, yeah. if you're helping you the Israeli state on the propaganda front, then uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So this could be a state psyop. Or maybe they are just, like, spitting bars and in the IDF at the same time. Could be both. Like, yeah. Be like, yeah. Yeah. Be like when, when Elvis again, joined the army, the, um... uh, when America would just have celebrities doing some sort of junior radio job just so they could 
get pics of Elvis in the army. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as 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 John Lennon said, uh, Elvis died when he joined the IDF. <laughs> Yeah, the actual oh, mention of the pop stars is not that exciting. It's just, uh, every dog's day will come, Bella Hadid, Dua Lipa, Mia Khalifa, at the very end of the <laughs> well, song. Well, great bar. That's more fucking uninspiring than that Kanye verse on Vultures. Like, fucking hell. Oh, they uh, need a collab, man. Yeah, 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 get together. That'll, that'll uh, write his... Uh, Ness and Stiller and yay. He's made against the, the Jewish people. And get Tom McDonald and Ben Shapiro. Why not, eh? Um, no, I just... I mentioned how, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just these guys smoke so much weed that they're not medically capable of being in, in the IDF to any uh, productive capacity but i sent you this news story i hear about how apparently uh, moroccan drug dealers are refusing to <laughs> yeah. uh, like deal with israeli dealers anymore an israeli cannabis dealer was saying that he had lost millions of shekels because the moroccan drug gangs were boycotting him <laughs> that's the real bds right there yeah no it's great you know everyone doing their bit it all, it all you want to do a genocide, you don't get to get high. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fuckers. Nessia Levy celebrates the airstrikes on Gaza saying, get your ass ready because here comes the Air Force. You can feel the tremors all the way to Tel Aviv. Meanwhile, Dor Sokura Stiller, who's 25, refers to the sons of Amalek, which, yeah, you, yeah, yeah that was in the bit you read. Um, yeah, they mentioned over and over again. Yeah. Sorica has defended the lyrics and says he has received death threats as a result. Oh, poor, poor small bean. Yeah. They made us out to be a bunch of Jewish fascists who want to kill Arabs, he said in an interview with me. Yeah, but promoting his new hit song, We Want to Kill Arabs. Yeah. <laughs> Brackets, Likud campaign song. Uh, <laughs> We're representing the country, and this song raises morale, so we'll take the threats. It's worth it. How brave. These are more lyrics. All the IDF units are coming to do Harbu Derby on their heads. Another X on the rifle, as every dog will get get what's coming to him. Wait till we drop it like rain on you. Um, some kind of racial slur, I assume. Uh, it's like asterisks now. All, all who planned, supported, executed, and murdered, you're in trouble, you hear. <laughs> you're, you're in trouble, you hear. Very gangster. They're, just, they're not really beating the allegations with this, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nasrallah, Mohammed Daif, Hanye, Abu Baklawa, Bella Hadid, Dual. Okay, so they do. This is extra funny. So they list like a bunch of people like Hassan Nasrallah from Hezbollah, Mohammed <laughs> Daif, who is the leader of Hamas's Al Qassam brigades, and then they immediately go into listing Bella Hadid, Dua Lipa, and Mia Khalifa. Yeah. <laughs> Literal Hamas agents. That was the same with that fucking <laughs> stupid Israeli Lonely Island rap song from the point of view of the uh, Hamas billionaires, uh, where it, yeah. it went straight from Hamas to, like, uh, Mia Khalifa. <laughs> or, no, no, it was the anti-Semite of the year poll. That That's it, yes, yeah. Year. 
where it was like Bella Hadid at number one and the leader of Hamas at number two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've got everything proportionate. Well, right. no, like, even no if you buy into their worldview, it's wild to put the actual leader of your declared enemy below some singer. <laughs> yeah. Just... Poisoned by Western popular culture. Yeah, well, they know who's going to get the old clicks, right? The attention. If you call for the death of Bella Hadid, then, like, more people are going to be, like, outrageous. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than just, like, some Israeli song calls for the death of, like, one of the leaders of Hezbollah. You you assume, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's just, like, some hard EDM beat, like, 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 building up to the big 2009 dubstep drop that I assume is like what 9 out of the 10 songs in the Israeli charts <laughs> consist, uh, consist of it's just like doom, 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 doom. kill the Hezbollah guys kill the Hezbollah guys kill the Hezbollah like, <laughs> like that did they when I feel like I'm trying to remember but I think I was too young really maybe being like 10 11 at the time but were there loads of absolutely unhinged american rap songs about 9 11 and the iraq war i feel like there must have been right definitely about the iraq war yeah yeah that's um, gotta be some i don't 9/11. know about unhinged though a lot of rappers were pretty against bush you know that's yeah. what i mean like i just feel like it's not very like fucking cool to be on the same mm. side as your yeah. president <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Counter that counter is, culture. That yeah. is absolutely true. That's what I was saying on the last episode where we talked about those Israeli sketches. I think the one after you were on when we returned to them, Lila. You're the one, a real glut for punishment on the Israeli yeah. sketch. <laughs> the one that you assumed that I'd cancelled on because I mentioned that Yaya was gonna be like on a large amount of like experimental oh, yeah. Alzheimer's medication. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you assumed that for some reason, assumed that being on a large amount of, like, psychedelic drugs, you know, <laughs> designed for people with rapidly deteriorating mental faculties meant that Yaya would somehow be unable to do a podcast. And no idea what... I was going to... Uh, I was on you... point. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you did fine. You did fine. It was good. Uh, let me... Uh, let me uh, I'm googling Immortal Technique 9-11. Because Immortal Technique will definitely have some Surely. tunes about, bin, about 9-11. Uh, he's got a song called Bin Laden. Uh, oh, there we go. Features Moss Def. Maybe it's, huh? about, but maybe it's awesome about Bin Laden being cool. That. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> the song whose lyrics argue that conspiracy theories about 9-11, such as George Bush and previous Republican administrations being largely responsible, was received critically given its controversial chorus theme, Bush Knocked Down Them Towers, sampled from the song <laughs> Why by Jada Kiss. Yeah, so it's not unhinged, it's just fine. <laughs> facts. <laughs> concrete facts. Yeah. I'm saying concrete facts. Immortal Technique raps, Bush funded Al-Qaeda, now they blame the Muslim region. Even Mo Bin Laden was a CIA tactician. They gave him billions of dollars, and they funded his purpose. Fahrenheit 9-11, that's just scratching the surface. All true, all true. Yeah, yeah, he's like, you know, Michael Moore makes some good points, but, you know, really you should have a position to the left of Michael Moore. That's just like, that's beginner's stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> this ain't no alien conspiracy theory, this shit is real. Written on a dollar underneath the Masonic seal. Y'all don't rap for dead presidents. I'd rather see the president dead. It's never been said, but I said precedence. Bin Laden, blow up. 
it was your nigga. Tell the truth, nigga. Push knock down the towers. Tell the truth, nigga. Push knock down the towers. Tell the truth, nigga. Bin Laden didn't blow up the projects. It was your nigga. Tell the truth, nigga. City records was 80 seconds away from the towers. Some cowards fought with the wrong building. They meant to hit ours. In another line, Immortal Technique raps, and of course Saddam Hussein had chemical weapons. We sold him that shit after Ronald Reagan's election. <laughs> yeah, so it just, I mean, I guess you just, they just wouldn't allow it to be released if you tried to date anything vaguely critical in an Israeli rap. But it does seem like the youth need to be a bit more rebellious over there. I think that's the problem. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that, that's the point I was making on that other episode is like, yeah. you can't really have a functioning democracy where like your satire show is just like agreeing with the government <laughs> that, that's not really how what the purpose of it is supposed to be and it suggests that yeah something is wrong and it's not like their charts are full of anti-war protest songs they're full of songs encouraging the war to certifiably become a full-on genocide mm-hmm. yeah i mean they, they live in a starship troopers world there it's like full fash police state huge amounts of popular agreement with the war even though they hate netanyahu this is sick by the way how that works immortal technique song um bin laden featuring mustaf and dj green lantern the 12 inch vinyl single also featured a remix by the same artists adding chuck d of public enemy and krs1 it also features two lines from mnm so you hear that you're like lazy cunt like just what's even the point of him showing up here's what mnm said i don't rap for dead presidents i'd rather see the president dead it's never been said but i set precedents yeah so the last bit is a bit self-congratulatory but still that's a you know if he's going to show up then that's a pretty good way of doing it decent bar there yeah Oh, no, wait, that's one bit. He also says, Shady Records was 80 seconds away from the towers. Them cowards fucked with the wrong building. They're meant to hit ours from patiently waiting. <laughs> I'm sure the, that's true targets of uh, Al-Qaeda's rap, or Bush's uh, rap, rather. Well, my favourite response to 9-11 from the world of hip-hop, it's Ghostface Killer on this Wu-Tang Clan song called... Um, Ash. On. It's it's on the Iron Flag album. Uh, it's not called Facts, but it's called something to that effect. Oh, it's called Rules. Wu-Tang Rules lyrics, not the chords. I'm not going to do an acoustic guitar rendition. So Ghostface just like steams into the song in the first verse, and he's just like, Who the fuck knocked our buildings down? Who the man behind the World Trade Massacre? Step up now! Where the four planes at, huh? Is you insane, bitch? Fly that shit over my hood and get blown to bits. No disrespect. That's where I rest my head. He says no disrespect to Bin Laden. He's keeping his shit respectful. <laughs> I well, understand. wasn't Bin Laden like a big fan of, of Wu-Tang Clan? Yeah, mate. Was, was it found I on his... I feel like I have heard that. His, was it not, yeah, was it not on his flash drive full of old Simpsons episodes and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I understand I you that. got arrest yours true. He's, sorry. No, no, this is fine. Go ahead. I, was, I, I remember when that dropped and I was just focusing too much on the fact that you could download Osama Bin Laden's <laughs> Animal Crossing save game. <laughs> <laughs> Critical oh, support for Bin Laden's taste had. in media. Yeah, that's most of the best lines from the Ghostface verse anyway. He just says, America, together we stand, divided we fall. Mr. Bush, sit down. I'm in charge of the war. 
For I mean, War on Terror probably would have gone better if Ghostface Killer was uh, in charge of the whole shit. Um. What else can we talk about? <laughs> What's been happening? I feel like not much has been happening. I feel like the world is just in a sort of depressive slump of watching horrors unfold. Mm, mm, yeah. Speaking of just like the combination of just like the sheer banality of fucking like celebrity culture combined with the unfolding unutterable horror of what is happening. You know, sometimes even say like, you know, in an open air prison just a couple of miles by a big EDM festival or something. You know, that kind of contrast existing in the world. Um, Nicole Lampert has uh, said uh, some of the top names in the entertainment industry come together to support Israel's continued inclusion in Eurovision. Oh, I uh, saw this. But I think I'd only heard of like one of the people. Yeah, like who the fuck is Helen Mirren? I've never heard of that <laughs> fucking nobody. Uh, yeah, you got Mirren, Leave Schreiber. And then Boy George, right? Mm. Yeah, Boy George. Someone made a funny tweet that was like, Boy George is very concerned about all the hostages Hamas are holding. Google Boy George hostage to <laughs> find out war. Um, <laughs> yeah, Leave Schreiber, pretty mid-actor, I think. Never really impressed me. Gene Simmons. Uh, oh, no. Friend of Labour MP Christian Wakeford. That was really funny, wasn't it? When Gene Simmons, for some reason, visited Parliament and Christian Wakeford had to apologise for posing with him. It was, in fact, he only ended up apologising for, like, all Gene Simmons' comments about Muslims and stuff and not, like, all the rape accusations. <laughs> Gene Simmons is just, like, a legendary piece of shit. Like, yeah. no one has ever said, like, oh, Gene yeah. Simmons, that's a good guy. Like, Gene Simmons <laughs> says himself... He literally says himself that he doesn't have any friends. Like he, he doesn't even like see the point of friends. Like he says, well, I like, yeah, I guess I like Paul Stanley, the other leader of Kiss, but like we don't like hang out outside the band or anything. That's it. That's his closest friend. <laughs> um, yeah, him and Christian Wakefield. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all you Christian need in life. Wakefield as well. Yeah, and then you've got Scooter Braun. Who, um, you know, many people noticed uh, when Kanye said on his hit single Vultures, how I'm anti-Semitic, I just fucked a Jewish bitch. You know, an inarguable logic there. But not as many people noticed after that, that he says, I just fucked Scooter's bitch. Well, for anyone wondering who that Scooter was... Here he is, Scooter Braun. Now, Scooter Braun is an impressive figure in popular culture because not only has he provoked such a apparently visceral hatred from Kanye West, but probably an even more visceral hatred from someone not always allied with Mr. West on, on, <laughs> on every matter. Uh, somebody uh, called Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah. Scooter Brown is the cunt who owns all of Taylor Swift's masters, and that's why she's, like, mm -hmm. re-recording all of her albums one by one. Just a legendary, like, shady music industry cunt. Did he not start out because he managed Justin Bieber, who famously has done very well from being a child star and hasn't gone completely <laughs> insane yeah. from being abused by the industry? Yeah, Something um, like that. 
Just yeah. everyone hates him, basically. Everyone hates him, apart from, like... The, the one thing that Kanye stands and Swifties agree on. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Finally, uh, all these outcasts and freaks and weirdos can be, find an accepting home in the arms of the Zionist movement. Um, <coughs> it's like the, the, you know, Peter Pan and the fucking Lost Souls or whatever. Just, um... Uh, Boy George, yeah. Uh, Julianne Margiles, uh, the name. I don't. Is. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Sharon Osbourne, obviously, know who obviously. that is. Yeah, I don't know any of the other. Oh no, no, no. I do know a couple more people on this list. They weren't deemed to be of the the, the state, the statue. <laughs> they weren't deemed to be of the the, the kind of um, stature. That's the word I was looking for. Of Scooter Brown. So they're not that their names aren't as big. But you've also got Diane Warren, who wrote loads of shitty power ballads. Like I think she probably wrote like I don't want to miss a thing. That just seems like the kind of thing she'd write, like, you know, the Aerosmith and shit like that. And then you've got Tracy Ann Oberman as well, which is like really scraping the barrel. It's like, how do you get Americans on your list and Tracy Ann Oberman? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like, of all the people in America, or like the, you know, just like all the Jewish figures in the entertainment industry in America, just, you know, I'm not saying that in a stereotype way, just just that there are more than appear on this fucking list, you know, you know what I mean? And you have to resort to Tracy Anna Oberman. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going for the ones that appear on the British equivalents of that, like Tristan Overman, you know, you'd, you'd think that Eddie Marsan would be a more recognisable face in America, if not necessarily the name. Oh, that's that pedo from that film. From Deadpool, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, da- what, my dad's not a pedo. <laughs> what, oh. he's in movies? Or... God, the, the numbers Rob got off that tweet. <laughs> yeah, that unreal. I, I literally, I was... I was like editing a podcast and was like procrastinating and decided to just post without any comment that Eddie Marson interview from 2019 just because it's a classic. It's a popcorn classic. And then, yeah, Rob quote tweeted it and then it just got like millions of views. <laughs> um, it's unreal. And, and, and I love that because it's like I just imagine like millions of people just all like laughing at Eddie Marson at the same time. <laughs> It's going so Marsonology. It's going to be the new fast he, He's put in, and I know, like, I have, like, when it comes to Eddie Marson in particular, I have this, like, nasty bullying streak where I want to, like, put him down for his lack of intellect. And, and you know, I don't, I don't want to do that to, like, a, you know, a working class autodidact who's pulled himself up by his bootstraps. But, well, I guess that's the problem. He does really think like he pulled himself up by his bootstraps and he earned his money. And the reason that he's well off now is because he's better than other working class people. He's not a barbarian who goes to the pub and then beats his fucking wife. The guy is just a cunt. He's just a fucking piece of shit. And it's just the fact that like at the end of the day, he's so pretentious. He really has an opinion of his own intellect that mm. vastly dwarfs the actual contents of his brain, as evidenced by the classic video where he's just sitting there, like, explaining globalization. Like, you know, in the old days, uh, you had a, a, a cousin who dated a black man, and nowadays, everyone's got a brother who's gay. It's like, 
was that the one where his co-stars just sort of sat there next to him, like politely smiling? Yeah, and like... he's wearing a, a pro-EU T-shirt saying, um, <laughs> "Pulling out never works." I think I think the world is changing, at an incredible pace of change, and the pace is increasing. We can now send an email and it instantaneously go to China or America or New Zealand, and data is being transferred within a, a split second. Because data is being transferred at a split second, the world is changing at an incredible pace of change. People who are, people like me and Ivana, we can ride this wave of globalization. She flew in from LA last night, I flew in from London, I work in America, I live in the UK. We can ride the wave of globalization and benefit from it. But there's many other people, poorer people, who will be flooded by the wave of globalization. But the thing is that globalization and change, it, it, it isn't a conspiracy, it isn't a policy, it's an inevitability because of communication, because of the advances in the I'm world. Interested in science. The challenge that we have to meet is how to enable as many people as possible to reap the benefits of globalization. But you can't stop globalization. It's just, it's like trying to turn off Google or turn off Apple or turn off communication. You can't. I'm sorry. And what populism will do will offer regressive solutions to this. It's kind of similar to Islamic fundamentalism. It's a rejection of the modern world, because the modern world is fast, it's changing, it's always challenging the orthodoxies that we live by. When we were young, somebody two streets away was gay, or somebody's uncle was transsexual, or my cousin's sister went out with a, a black guy. Now. Everybody's got a brother or sister's gay. They've got a cousin who's transsexual, a brother. The world is coming in. The, world, the reality is saying to people, the world is not what you thought it was. And you have to grow up. And the whole film is specifically about like a blowhard centrist DJ chatting the sort yeah. of stuff he's doing. Incredible. Yeah, and he's basically he's telling you all that stuff about how nowadays everybody's got a gay cousin who's black to you know basically explain why the crushing onslaught of neoliberalism is just totally inevitable and you all have to give in to these market forces which have uh, done very well for him as he points out in that clip and, and loves to point out how do we even get on to talking about Eddie Marson just uh, yeah just fuck him fuck him because He's a clown. It's a pretentious clown. It's just one of those things, like, the longer we record, every ten minutes it becomes exponentially more likely that we'll get sidetracked by talking about Marcin or Gapes or one of the regulars, you know? Fucking hell, my project stopped recording. So, <laughs> MP3 Skype recorder on the file on this one, I guess. Uh... Yeah, that's still working, yeah. Oh, I'll try and record my own side again. It's the... Mine's still running. Yeah, you're recording the Skype meeting as well, so we've got like a backup yeah, it, to the backup. That's not... it's, this, it's this external hard drive. It's like the connection is kind of faulty with it. It just comes <laughs> disconnected randomly, even when it's fairly still. I, I think I need to get a little... There's a SD card slot in my laptop, so I think I need to get one in there to 
solve all these disk space issues once and for all. Get maybe. one enough to host the recording in process, and then you can move to the hard drive <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, yeah, because I can't record this on my uh, actual computer right now. Like, sorry, I can't. Might, sorry, I just if the if your recording has broken anyway, I probably do need to head off fairly soon. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, like I said, I haven't lost the recording, so well, I mean, I have <laughs> lost my recording, but we have we have a recording. We have yeah. we have two yeah. recordings, in fact, because I'm recording on Skype itself. But uh, give um, give you some indication of. Um, that, that, that provide some record of the things that I was saying on <laughs> throughout tonight's festivities. Um, but Lila, maybe chat for a few more minutes, and then guys, if you wanted to maybe get a little bit more down, just so we've got more stuff for Patreon, would that work for you? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I can keep going. Should be fine. For okay, me. okay, yeah. cool. Well, yeah, Lila, just let us know when you need to split. Yeah, what? I should probably head off fairly soon because I needed to do some stuff and then head to bed early because we're doing another day for Palestine tomorrow. Nice. <laughs> you, sorry, I wasn't laughing at that. I think that's great. <laughs> I, I was laughing. You pathetic protester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it does feel a bit like banging your head up against a big wall, but yeah. <laughs> what could you do? <laughs> no, I was laughing at the fact that, you know, that guy Eric Alper who posts like music clickbait tweets on twitter on x so it's just like what are your favorite music basically everything he posts is just a lesser version of that that classic michael kane tweet by the way it seems like michael kane's grandchildren or something have told him that people enjoy his tweets and he's getting more into twitter and i'm enjoying it for now but i could see potentially at some point might get played out it gets a bit played out unless he develops the flair for tweeting for dave davis plays for example anyway eric alper who apparently is a real person who has a radio show on sirius xm is now promoting a rare hour-long sit-down with former music journalist turned activist fighting anti-semitism on social media eve barlow one of the great scots people am i right another one (laughs) that's great isn't it it's a I fact that, that Glasgow is to blame for both her and for Ben Freeman. <laughs> for, oh, that guy. The forehead guy, Damn. yeah. Who yeah. is I conf- I confuse him with um, Ben Dreyfus, who's like the fail son of Richard yeah, He's Dreyfus. definitely not from Glasgow. He's no, <laughs> no, he's American. And then also I kind of confuse both of them with the Goldsmith brothers, even though I know full well the whole sorry story of how uh, Ben Goldsmith's wife left him for Jay Electronica. So Jack gets Jewish people confused a lot. Right, get it? Okay, yep. Like Garain and Yair, like just these two guys with their inscrutable Jewish names. Like I was... <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's great, isn't it? I guess that's a nice Scottish thing to like send Lila off with. Yeah, I'm going to leave because I'm so horrendously offended that yeah. you would tarnish my people like this. It's not a real recording <laughs> unless you feel just slightly tainted by the end of it. If you, if you, yeah. if you go away from it feeling good, we've fucked up somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not what we're about here in the Real Politics <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
<laughs> unending horrors only. Yeah. Unending horrors and deep offence. Yeah. What has Eve Barlow been up to recently? I haven't seen much about... Um... She, she went out there for a while. Some Christian charity hired her to do... Uh... Oh my god. One of four so Israel like... hasn't formed. But like, mods please Jack because I don't look too much into the specifics of stuff like that. She's just a, a depressing character. But she was... She, she, I think she's been the usual like I'm telling my story and her story uh, is just like Palestinians aren't people she's currently going on a weird like uh, her last tweet was her retweeting Megan McCain doing a weird sort of big pharma we hate Ozempic push which seems <laughs> okay okay <laughs> Maybe she's realised that, like, if public opinion is turning... Oh, no, wait, and then just before that, it's her retweeting Ben Freeman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Other than that, it's just all Zionist stuff. I just... uh... Oh, here we go. The latest big music news to break our third huge music story of the night. Yeah, we're breaking the story right now. Um, The tweet's maybe 22 hours old, but I'm sure nobody else has mentioned this on a podcast or any other form (laughs) of media yet. Um, The the, uh, white reggae singer, is that right? White Jewish reggae artist, Mattis Yahoo, has has had to cancel a couple of gigs because the venue staff refused to work there due to his comments in favour of is basically what happened to like fascist prick Douglas Murray in London recently <laughs> <laughs> because of his pro-Israel comments and yeah Eve Barlow is uh, up in arms about this obviously uh, Matt, this is I'm gonna give you this and um, yet another nugget of potentially fake news <laughs> I'm saying concrete which is, <laughs> yeah. which is I'm a the best like kind. I'm fairly sure that a few years ago, when all of the like COVID vaccine hysteria was at its peak, Mattis Yahoo was like at an event that was like a fundraising gig for people who were like anti-vax, we love ivermectin people. But then I was looking into this today and I literally couldn't find anything about it. So either this was an insane dream I had, I have mixed him up with a different zionist white reggae guy because surely there's loads (laughs) or he has used the influence of the israeli lobby to wipe all of that from the internet you can pick one of those three you can pick one of those three for what's true (laughs) no 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 matt is yahoo was at the january 6th riots that was a joke he was not please do it we don't want any allegedly allegedly with matt and yahoo allegedly (laughs) According to Yair just now, your fellow American citizen, please aim your legal queries his way. Um, Long, long, boring ass statement from Mattis Yahoo talking about this, who, by the way, is like one of the worst musical artists I ever heard. I feel he has awful vibes, doesn't he? Uh, Yeah, I feel like he really falls into that category of like music for people who don't like music. It's like, <laughs> oh, reggae, yeah, I love reggae, like uh, Bob Marley's Don't Worry, Be Happy, you know, people like that. But they don't actually like, reggae is like too black for them and stuff, so they need a guy like Mattis Yahoo who can just do some like novelty shit, where it's, it, you yeah. know, it's kind of a simulacrum of like the actual music. He kind of reminds me of like a Jewish reggae version of Mumford and Sons. Oh mm. God! Like, I mean, all I'm, vibes. I've never listened to his music, but like <laughs> bad vibes. 
Yeah. Anyway, I need to head yeah. off, but yeah, I'm leaving you with that libel. <laughs> that is good. No, no, thank you. Thank you. I, I, in fact, I, in fact, just breaking news, I have obtained intelligence that uh, Mattis Yao, who was present uh, on uh, flight 93 uh, on September the 11th, 2001, <laughs> and was not a uh, passenger who had booked a ticket on the plane. That's all I'll say. Um... <laughs> <laughs> he was in a suitcase. Yeah. No, 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 no. My source has just uh, texted me. He's got some wires crossed. That was Kia Starmer who was responsible for these MP11 attacks. Uh, all, uh, all other issues in the world and all my personal failings. Uh, Lila, it's been fantastic to have you on the show again. Thank you for it's having me back. Thank you for having oh, me back for, a, it's, for a, some, a crumb of Scott Paul, my favourite. It's great. Like, we we had a great vibe the it first really time. I, the I was moment. like, <laughs> when 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 we vibe with a host, because you know we don't have many guests, we don't have many friends, <laughs> we don't have many people who like us or want to, want to share a platform with us. We always want to recapture that magic, and I believe we have done just that today. So uh, yes. thank you. this time we didn't That's make done. you watch any terrible comedy, which I'm also yeah. grateful to Jack for not showing me <laughs> I, this time. I didn't even stiff on the Israeli drill banger. I did, I, I managed to restrain myself <laughs> from doing. Well, that. there's always next time, and so, there's. Still, no, the treats no. of is of possible Israeli Eurovision entry await us. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, yeah. Thanks for coming on again, Lila. Uh, I hope that you uh, have a good time at the Palestine demo tomorrow, and a lot of people get out on the streets and spread the good yeah, word. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. Cool. All right. Well, All solidarity. Right. Thanks for Peace having me. Peace and love. Oh, plug your new account one more time. Oh yeah, it's Pale Blood Stasi. You go find me. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Once again, peace and love. Bye. Uh, oops. <laughs> More peace and love, just there in case go. you can't, you haven't managed to get off the call yet. Um, yeah, that's one of the greatest videos of all time, Ringo Starr. Like, I'm warning you with peace Amazing. and love. Amazing. Got so much used to it. This is a serious message to everybody watching my. Update right now. Peace and love. Peace and love. I want to tell you, please, after the 20th of October, do not send fan mail to any address that you have. Nothing will be signed after the 20th of October. If that has a date on the envelope, it's going to be tossed. I'm warning you with peace and love, but I have too much to do. So no more fan mail. Thank you, thank you. And no objects to be signed. Nothing. Uh, anyway, peace of love, peace of love. For some reason, like, again, to bring Kanye into it, because, like, he sampled on a song called Carnival off the new album. I think it was an Aussie solo performance of Black Sabbath's Iron Man in, like, 1983. And then when he played this at one of his big listening parties in the stadium where he had like, I don't know, like 80,000 people chanting, how I'm anti-Semitic, I just fucked a Jewish bitch in an uncomfortably Nuremberg-ian manner. Mm -hmm. um, he played that song and it had the, uh, the Iron Man riff in it, I think, mm -hmm. it, it, some part of the riff. And Ozzy Osbourne posted a statement that did not sound like it was written in the voice of Ozzy Osbourne and then Sharon Osbourne posted an additional statement reiterating what he said and 
I don't know why, for some reason on Twitter, she said Kanye fucked with the wrong Jew, but then she, like, changed it to fuck with the wrong dude, and that just confused me. I wasn't sure, like, why was she... Because, cause, like, she is Jewish, but but Aussie is a dude, so it... And so the, these two things apply to different ones of them, so I was confused yeah. as to how they could be interchangeable in the statement. Anyway, Kanye got around the sampling issue by he sampled his own song, Hell of a Life, which samples Iron Man. So he'd like already cleared the sample in 2010. So he didn't <laughs> didn't have to do it again. So, me and Yaya were talking about the Vultures record earlier. I feel like maybe that's something that me and him should get into on just the two of us at a later date. <laughs> yeah, can do. Yeah, you know, when we do our album of the year list and rank it number one <laughs> <laughs> to peak kanye better than anything that's come before clearly yeah yeah well look i mean i do quite like it but let's let's leave that aside uh, for a it minute. might be better than donda beautiful big titty but naked women just don't fall out the sky you know that was pretty funny well um yeah, no. <laughs> I don't want to. It's like so hard to follow him with his just constant swinging from "I'm the most Christian dude ever" and marriage is awesome to like, oh yeah, I fuck a thousand bitches and including Jews and you know it's it's awesome. Yeah, it is pretty crazy to go from like not having any swearing on the last album to just like <laughs> e- every lyric just being about fucking and sucking on this record. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> yeah, it's funny that it's like his most braggadocious, least contrite, least introspective album ever, and he's still rapping about like having gout and his dick not working. <laughs> Uh, anyway, well, that's just a sneak preview yeah. of our Vulture's thoughts, which I'm sure we both have more of. A bunch of fucker rats getting out of the tunnel, acting Uh-oh. like thugs, you oh, idiots, I swear there will be no forgiveness. Who do you think you're coming here to yell Palestine for free at? Patui, you sons of Amalek. Pop bomb squad. Left, right, left, how the whole country is in uniform from the Galilee to Eilat. Fighters Duvdavan and Magnav, Karkal, Berdalas. We've brought the whole army, and I swear there will be no forgiveness. Batui, you sons of Amalek, all units ready. Every dog's day will come, Bella Hadid, Dua Lipa, Mia Khalifa. Get your ass ready, because here comes the Air Force. You can feel the tremors all the way to Tel Aviv. All the IDF units are coming to do Harbu Dhabi on their heads. Another X on the rifle, as every dog will get get what's coming to him. Wait till we drop it like rain on you. Um, some kind of racial slur, I assume. Uh, It's like asterisks now. All, all who planned, supported, executed, and murdered, you're in trouble, you hear. <laughs> you're, you're in trouble, you hear. Nasrallah, Mohammed Daif, Hanye, Abu Baklawa, Bella Hadid. Tech, it's exciting, it's young people, it's crowdsourcing.